Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everybody's doing well out there. It is schedule release day. Uh, I know the media hypes this up in a big way. For me, it's um, it's a little anticlimactic. It's it's a little over the top, but the NFL has to keep people uh, keep people glued to what they have going on. You know, it is what it is. They are the constant. Uh, content machine. No question about it. But today we're looking at Doug Peterson's comments via the Rich Eisen show, uh, talked about the team building process this offseason, talked about Trevor Lawrence, what fans should expect in 2022. Talked about um, talked about the schedule as well. And we'll talk about all that good stuff coming up here. Also take a look at Matthew Wright, Matty Ice. Sealed the Jaguars' victory in London. He is now uh, no longer a member of the Jaguars. Waived by the team yesterday. Kicker Matthew Wright was, along with Jared Hawker. You can follow myself on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Really helps us out. We appreciate your support so much, Duval. Could not do this without y'all couple scheduling notes here. So we've got this stream going on this podcast. Um, tomorrow morning, I will do either an article or a video slash podcast where we talk about the schedule, some takeaways from what the Jaguars have going on on their schedule this year. And then I'll also be out at rookie mini camp tomorrow. Uh, Doug Peterson will speak with the media around 1115 and then we will get onto the practice field uh, between, I think the practice is from 12 to 1.30, 12.10 to 1.35, something like that. So I'll be out there for that. Good morning, guys. Appreciate you tuning in here. So Matthew Wright, waived by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he was their starting kicker for most of 2021, of course, that was only because Josh Lambeau was injured and had his situation going on with struggling to perform. Obviously, that's been in the media quite a bit this week with Josh Lambeau suing the team uh, for for the remainder of his salary and for damages caused by Urban Meyer and his toxic work environment. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to get into all the legal stuff there, but Matthew Wright. Back to, you know, actual Jaguars football right now. Matthew Wright was waived by the team. Um, he was fairly accurate for the Jaguars in 2021. Uh, made some really big kicks. The problem here, and I talked about it yesterday, is that he has a weak leg for an NFL kicker, for a professional kicker. Uh, he can't get the ball into the end zone on kickoffs. So that's, that's a major issue, and I think, uh, you know, Obviously, he was able to overcome that on some field goal attempts with some some deep shots that he made. But you look at his leg compared to Ryan Santoso, who 
Santoso hasn't been the most accurate kicker uh, in the world, but he's got a powerful leg. And then you look at Andrew Mevis coming in from Iowa State uh, via Fordham. Guy made 87% of his kicks last year for Iowa State, um, 10 of 13 from 40-plus, I believe, and 2 of 2 from 50-plus. We've got somebody saying, so excited to see the schedule today. Yeah, I'm excited too. And Doug Peterson talked about that. We'll talk about his comments and kind of how he looks at the schedule. And I'll, I'll also talk talk about how I look at it. So Matthew Wright no longer. I would guess Andrew Mevis is the guy. I said it yesterday on the 53-man roster uh, prediction. that I thought Mevis would be the Jaguars kicker in 2021. I still think that's the case. I mean, in practice, you've seen this guy hitting, I believe, from 67 yards out. I don't think Matthew Wright's doing that, and I don't even know if Ryan Santoso can do that. But uh, he was very accurate for the Cyclones last year, um, really grew throughout his college career, has a powerful leg. I think he makes a lot of sense for the Jaguars as the starter. So the Jaguars also claimed offensive guard Wes Martin, who he started his career in Washington. He was um, a backup guard for them when he started his career. Phil Rauscher at the time was this assistant offensive line coach in Washington. Brandon Scherf was there as well. Um, so you have some familiarity there. He's a guy that has played both sides. He's filled in for um, for Brandon Scherf when Scherf has uh, been on the mend when he's been injured. So this is a guy that Phil Rauscher knows, Brandon Scherf knows. He knows he can fit into his system. They were running the same kind of zone-heavy rushing attack over there in Washington at that time. Jags also claimed Rashad Berry, who uh, most recently was with the Lions. They just cut him or waived him two days ago, uh, May 10th. So the Jaguars snacked, snagged him from the waiver wire. Um, he's an outside linebacker. He'll come in and compete for a job. Um, I think Wes Martin maybe has more potential as, as a guy that could could push for a 53-man roster spot. He um, he was, I believe, the Raiders and Patriots were also trying to snag Wes Martin off the waiver wire, but the Jaguars, they have the top waiver priority right now, so they were able to secure his services for the upcoming season. And now you just look at that interior offensive line depth. They've got it. They've got depth all over that offensive line. So Doug Peterson, he talked to Rich Eisen yesterday or the day before. Hit a lot of topics, really. They talked about Trayvon Walker and Trevor Lawrence. Um, we'll talk about the Tra Trevor Lawrence comments, but uh, pretty much it was the company line on Trayvon Walker. You know, he was the guy that we saw fit best for our culture, for our defensive system, for what we're trying to build. Jack Zayer says, do you see them bringing in another kicker to compete for the job? No, I don't. I think between Mevis and, and Santoso, that's likely going to be one of those two guys, and I, I honestly believe Mevis is going to be going to be the Jaguars kicker. So Doug Peterson on what he looks for with the schedule release. He's looking at those away trips. How many back-to-back -back away games do you have? Do you have three away games in a row? Do you have multiple back-to-backs? Uh, because you kind of want to plan your trips. 
you want to build around your your plan around having to be on the road uh, multiple weeks in a row. Then he was also looking for primetime games, which of course, Doug, hate to tell you, but this year you're probably not going to be in as many primetime games as you're used to uh, if it holds to form how it has over the last several years for the Jaguars here. Um, probably just going to have that TNF game. Could be against the Titans, usually is. Uh, wasn't last year. Was against the Bengals last year. But it's probably just going to be Thursday night football for you, unfortunately, Doug. Um, he also wants the bye week and Thursday night football to be fairly spread out throughout the schedule. And the reason is for that is Thursday night football, um, after that game, you kind of have a mini bye week. So you basically kind of have two bye weeks throughout the regular season if you look at it that way. And so he wants those to be spread out. He doesn't want those buys to basically be uh, right in the same little group of games there because he wants to be able to uh, to regroup and reassess what the team has going on after the Thursday night game and then also after, during the bye week, the, the actual bye week. So obviously we know that the Jaguars are hosting the Broncos in London in week eight. Other than that, though, the rest of the schedule is still up in the air. You have seen some rumors. Perhaps it's Dallas at home in week one. But I just wanted to look at these home and away opponents and project who the Jaguars will be favored to win against when the regular season starts. And this is, again, not me predicting who they're going to beat. I just want to project right here who are the Jaguars actually going to be favored against in these games? So the home games, you've got Dallas, you've got the New York Giants, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Denver Broncos, which is in London, Raiders, Texans, Colts, Titans. Who are you going to be favored against at home? New York, the Giants, I would say, yeah. The only other team you're probably going to be favored against when the season starts is Houston. And the Jaguars have not been able to beat Houston, I believe, since 2017. So that's a risky proposition, obviously. But you're looking at those two games, two home games, where the Jaguars are going to be favored, I believe. And of course, the Jaguars always beat the Colts at home. That doesn't mean they're going to be favored to win that game. But if you want to, you, you can pencil that in as probably a W until until further notice. I mean, the Colts, they haven't been able to beat Gus Bradley in Jacksonville. They weren't able to beat Doug Marone in Jacksonville. They weren't able to beat Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Well, actually, they didn't play Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Meyer was gone prior to that. But they weren't able to beat Daryl Bevel in Jacksonville. You get my point. The Colts just really struggle in Jacksonville. I know they got Matty Ice. They got an improved overall roster, but uh, I, I don't see it until the Colts actually come in here and do that. So maybe you give yourself three home wins, maybe two. And of course, the Jaguars, just because they're not favored, does not mean that they will not be able to win some of those games. Jaden says, why do all the media people call Jacksonville small when it's bigger than New York? Okay, so yeah, when Jacksonville is called small, that's about the population about the economy, about the city's infrastructure compared to New York and other places, right? 
Jacksonville, while it is landmass, the biggest city in the continental United States, people are spread out in Jacksonville, right? You're not, you don't have as many people as Miami or Tampa or, um, you know, even some of the other uh, markets in the NFL. There's just not as many people in Jacksonville. So that's why people call it a small market. Not as big of a population in Jacksonville as there is in, in most other pro sports cities. So, yeah, I think the Jaguars are going to be favored in two home games. Away games, you've got Washington, New York Jets, Detroit Lions, Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, Philadelphia Eagles, and your divisional opponents, the Texans, Colts, and Titans. Who are they going to be favored against? I I really don't think they'll be favored against Washington um, at the start of the season, that is. Although they might, should be. The Jets, I think you could probably say that's a push. If I had to guess, uh, maybe the Jets will be favored because they're the home team. I think the Jaguars will be favored over the Lions at the start of the season. Who else? You're not favored over the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Eagles. I mean, you'll probably be favored against Houston again, but again, the Jaguars have really struggled against the Texans. Uh, Indy and Tennessee, you will not be favored against at the start of the season. So what are you looking at here? Favored against the Giants, favored against the Texans twice. That's three. Favored against the Lions. That's four. Maybe the Jets and, and the football team, or the Commanders, I should say. But I, I only see four games where I feel confident the Jaguars will be favored in those games. And two others that could be pushes when you talk about Washington and New York Jets. Also the Colts at home. So that's what I'm looking at there with the exactly. Jaden says we never beat Houston. Yeah, they haven't beaten Houston since 2017. Pretty unbelievable. So Doug Peterson, his comments on Trevor Lawrence. Let's go ahead and start that. Jax Air says we beat Houston this year. I would guess that they will, but you still have to see it, right? Um, you know, the coaching and the roster has just not been up to snuff when you look at the Jaguars and their struggles against the Texans. I think both of those are greatly improved in 2022. So Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Doug Peterson talked to Rich Eisen about him, says he's a great passer. He's eager to learn. He's a sponge. Talked about how he was athletic. He can really move. Talked about bringing a lot of the movement, the play action, the RPOs from his college days at Clemson to Jacksonville. And that's stuff that fits into what Doug Peterson has done already uh, as an as an offensive play caller. So I think that makes a lot of sense. They also said they're starting over with him and building it from the ground up. Um, says Lawrence is embracing that that um, that mindset of just rebuilding from the ground up and showing improvement every single day. So he feels really fired up about Trevor Lawrence and, and his potential in this offense. And I, I do too. I think it could be tailor-made for Trevor Lawrence to succeed here uh, with the offensive system that you've got going on. And then Doug also talked about what Rich Eisen asked, point blank, what should fans expect this year? 
Doug, Doug's answer was really more about the team building process, but that's okay. We'll look through that here. He said, you look at the division and you've got powerful run games with the big runners in Tennessee and Indy. You have to stop the run. You have to be able to uh, rush the passer. You could look at that and say, yeah, obviously that's defense, right? <laughs> but he's right. And in, in the AFC South specifically, you look at Tennessee, Derrick Henry. You look at Indy, Jonathan Taylor. The Texans, they got a lot better in their backfield this year as well. They drafted Damian Pierce, Marlon Max there. I think they've got one other talented runner as well. So I, I would expect Damian Pierce to be the lead back there when it's all said and done. And he's a, a guy I had a second round grade on. So I feel confident in his ability to be a starting running back in the NFL. So Doug Peterson's absolutely right. They went out and they decided we are going to stop the run and we are going to get better at rushing the passer. Did they do that? I would say without question, right? You got Foley Fatukasi in the middle now. You drafted Trayvon Walker first overall, who is an excellent run defender already. Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, uh, Foye Luikin, all those guys are going to be very useful against the run. Then about rushing the passer, you brought in Arden Key. You brought in Trayvon Walker. You have Josh Allen. Um, you have guys that you brought in that are going to be able to rush the passer. Dewan Smoot is able to create pressure. And I think with a better interior and better linebackers behind them and better safeties, <laughs> for that matter, all of that's going to be a lot easier up front. Peterson says, we addressed the offensive issues and needs in free agency and went out and shored up the offensive line. I would agree. I mean, the Jaguars feel really confident in Cam Robinson. I have confidence in him and that he'll at least be an average to slightly above average starting left tackle. He has improved every year uh, since 2019. He's taken gradual steps forward. Uh, he's entering his year 27 season. I would probably guess he'll take another small step forward and have the best season of his career. He's in a better system. Uh, again, he continues to improve. So I see that you brought in Brandon Scherf, who is your best offensive lineman you've had in a long time. Sorry, Brandon Linder, but Scherf is on another level um, in terms of how how good he can be both as a run blocker and pass protector and how athletic he is and nasty he is. You brought in Luke Fortner. Um, you still have Walker Little. You still have Jawan Taylor. So, and you still have Ben Barch and Tyler Shatley. So I agree with him that they shored up the offensive line. Um, he said they got some help for Trevor at the skill positions. That is the one thing they absolutely did, right? They brought in Christian Kirk. They brought in Evan Ingram. They brought in Zay Jones. Last year, they brought in Marvin Jones. They brought in Dan Arnold last year. So they did help him, but I, I still just don't see a number one on this team. So I think after the season, when you're going into 2023, you're probably going to be looking at this roster and saying, what do we need the most? I would guess it's going to be a, a legit number one outside receiver. And that's not to say that Christian Kirk won't be productive. He will. I think Marvin Jones will be very productive as well. I think Evan Ingram will, even though he's going to have some difficult moments, some, some frustrating moments like he usually does. But you're going to see an improved receiving core. I think, I think Peterson's correct. 
He says, then we went out and secured the middle of our defense with Foley and Aluakin. We've already kind of talked about those guys. He says those are two guys that are veterans that have had good careers, but they're two young players that give you depth at defensive tackle and linebacker. He says we addressed addressed edge rusher in the draft. So now you can build your team to stop the run and put pressure on the passer. That's kind of the focus that we took and the strategy that we took in team building this year. We haven't heard Doug say all of that uh, until this point. Uh, It's certainly as an analyst, this is how I expected the Jaguars to be thinking, right? When you look at the moves they made, Obviously, they point to stopping the run. Obviously, they point to getting more pressure on the quarterback and and surrounding Trevor with more talent. I think they did that for sure. You can certainly dispute um, maybe how they went about doing that. Um, a lot of people would much rather had Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, some other pass rushers. I mean, me personally, I would have taken Hutchinson and Thibodeau over Trayvon Walker, but that's not to bash Walker. I think he's going to be a great run defender from the jump. I think he's going to end up having a very versatile role for the Jaguars after they get him comfortable at outside linebacker. So, yeah, uh, you've got that. And then, of course, you went out and you signed Kirk and Zay Jones. You didn't really make a play for a true alpha number one outside receiver. So you can poke holes in what the Jaguars did, no doubt about it. But I think Doug Peterson is correct when he kind of looks at this roster and says they have improved everywhere. I think they have. Let's see. Jaden says, we need to win. F patience. We had that for years. Um, I'm not sure what that's in regards to, but... And we've got Jax here says Peterson's comments about him being a healer for the franchise were pretty powerful. Yeah. So we can talk about that. I didn't really expect Peterson to come out and say kind of like just point blank, this franchise does need healing and he's part of that process and and they're going through that process every day. Uh, He says he's, he's empathizing with the people that were here um, during urban Myers reign short as it was, it left it left some scars behind. And Doug Peterson is doing his best to uh, not to dwell on the past, but to move on from it and help the people that were here move on from it and earn the re- respect and the trust of everyone in that building. Uh, this guy is just polar opposite from Urban Meyer, right? He seems like seems like a great person and also seems like a cool guy that he would love to just sit down, grab a beer with, and and shoot the shit a little bit. So, yeah, Doug Peterson is trying to, you know, create a better environment, an environment where there's collaboration, where where he's an open book. Like, he's going to respect the people around him. He's going to respect, you know, people in that building, the front office, the coaching staff, the players. I know it sounds kind of ridiculous to have to to talk about that. Like, of course, the head coach should respect the people around him. But that's not what you had last year. It really isn't. That's all I've got for you guys today. Unless we get some questions here in the chat real quick, I'm going to be bouncing up out of here. Got a haircut coming up. 
Again, rookie mini camp is tomorrow, starts tomorrow. I'll be out there. Uh, it is my birthday weekend, so I'm going to be missing Saturday, Sunday. Uh, but I will be out there tomorrow. Going to check out what the rookies have to offer. Again, Doug Peterson's meeting with the media at 11.15 tomorrow. And then you'll have practice shortly there after that. So I'll be out there for that one. I'll be looking at Mevis. I want to see that leg. You know, you just released Matthew, right? You waved him, excuse me. And and you've got Mevis in here. You've got Santoso who, who won't be there. But I want to see Mevis's leg. I also obviously would just love to see uh, Trayvon Walker, his physical presence. Like this guy is a massive man. He's a crazy athlete. Uh, Debbie Lynn says, happy birthday. Thanks, mom. Appreciate you being here. So, yeah, I would expect to see uh, or I'm expecting to see Trayvon Walker come out and just kind of look like a dominant human, dominant athlete. Uh, Devin Lloyd as well. He He's a really impressive specimen. Chad Muma. You want to see Kevin Austin, undrafted free agent, wide receiver. Is he going to be able to threaten to take a job away from Laquan Treadwell? Someone like that. Make that active roster. He's got the physical talent, the physical ability. Uh, it's about becoming a professional, uh, becoming a better route runner. He's pretty much a nine-ball specialist at this point for the most part. You want to see all those guys. We'll see EJ Perry at quarterback. Jaguars made him a priority undrafted free agent signing. See what he can do back there. I'm excited for it. Again, practice will be at 12, so I should have some updates on Twitter. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. But that is going to do it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube and check genjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.